Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? have been to church already. Anybody else? Yeah? That's good. Um, I want to thank a couple people, okay, before we get into tonight and our message and and the things that God has given us to share with y'all tonight. Um, I want to thank Pastor Nee for just being so open and inviting and it's just awesome, man. I mean, these connections through Bob and just all the different things, I I just see God's hand through all of this, you know, Um, and only a year of knowing Bob and his family and Brianna and Helen and just all these great connections have led us here, um, and it's God. There's no other explanation for this. It's God. So we want to thank Pastor Nee for just being so open and having us without even meeting us before. Uh, We want to thank Pastor Jay for inviting us and just being open as well. It's so awesome Um, just to see you guys here, like Dad said, just committing yourselves to this tonight and and just coming to hear about Jesus. So that's awesome. I also want to thank the people in the tech booth, okay? You three are awesome. Uh, Let me just say that. You guys, uh, we didn't have the slide, and then they got the slide, and they got us live here, and it's just awesome. And I know that you guys probably don't get recognized a lot, so thank you for all your work um, and just making everything flow because that's a huge job, and I know that, so thank you. But as we get in tonight, um, I just want to tell you all a little bit about The Few and uh, what Maddie and I have been doing with that. We are currently two and a half years into The Few and our ministry and what we've been doing with that. And um, it originally started out um, just like Dad was telling a little bit about Texas and that kind of thing. We went there in 2017, and uh, we, Maddie and I just felt even really before we went to Texas um, that God had something, um, that he was doing something. <laughs> and we didn't really know exactly what, um, but we knew that we wanted to do a Bible study or something around that, whether it be with teen girls, whether it be at church, talking to our youth pastor or whatever, we knew that God had something for us. And so uh, we just prayed about it and prayed about it. And as we uh, started to pray, we just felt like, okay, maybe it looks like inviting some teen girls, um, some of our friends, some people that we don't know, just girls that God laid on our heart. And we're going to invite them to come every single Thursday night from like 6 to 8-ish. Our times have changed. But from 6 to 8, we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to study. That's it. No agenda. We're just going to come and be about Jesus. Done deal. That's it. And uh, I invited, we sent out invitations. We did all this stuff, you know, made it all cute and cards and everything. And we invited um around 10 teenage girls to join us. And so we decided that June 7th of 2018 would be our first night that we would have Bible study. And uh, Maddie and I had all our snacks. I mean, we were prepared. We were were on it. And uh, one girl showed up. And I mean, Maddie and I had prepared for 10 
couple more than 10, like we were ready. And one girl showed up and this was like our best friend. It wasn't even one of the girls that I was like, hey, maybe God will, you know, no, it was our best friend. So uh, Maddie and I started to question like that week, okay, God, is this really you or is this Maddie and I just kind of coming up with stuff, you know, that we can do for you and whatever else. And uh, as we we continued to meet, God put it on our hearts, we're going to keep doing it. And uh, we continued and now we have girls come into our house on Thursday evenings. Um, we have friends who have come in, we have people who I mean, we've had girls come in and accept Jesus the first night, um, and it's just amazing, totally a God thing, totally awesome. We've, we have girls on Zoom, people who are farther away that can't join us in person. Uh, we have girls in Tennessee and Georgia and just so many different places farther out in Ohio that can't come to our house uh, because they're farther away, and it's just been awesome. And uh, a year into Bible study and meeting, we're like, you know what, God's just doing so many awesome things we need to be able to share that with people. We need to we need to be able to share these stories of people accepting Jesus and the trips that we're going on and all the stuff that we're doing. We got to be able to share this with people. And so uh, we surprised the girls in our Bible study with uh, a blog. And we, guys, we we're not techie people. Okay, I mean, I I didn't know the first thing about creating a blog and designing and doing all that stuff. Maddie's really into photography and stuff. So we kind of had that end of pictures and everything, but we didn't know how to create it, you know? And so we created the blog and uh, that was in May of 2019 to celebrate our one year anniversary. And then this year, our second anniversary, we launched our podcast, A Few Minutes with a Few. And uh, we are at like 1.4K downloads, I think, at this time. And uh, God is just using it. It's been awesome just hearing the, um, the stories that have come out of it. We went to a youth group a couple weeks ago, and uh, I could just go on. So I'm going to stop now because I could just go on and on and on and tell you all the stories and things that God is doing. Um, but we do want to just kind of talk about what God's been doing in us um, and what he's been doing in the few. But we also have something, um, a message that he's been working on, Maddie and I, with quite recently, like this week. And as we've started to pray and do that kind of thing for this and, and just pray about what God wanted us to share with y'all, um, he just put this on our hearts. And I'm going to share the title with you. And, but you had to wait till the end, till it all wraps up, okay? I always tell my Bible study girls this. I'm all over the place, but I promise it comes together in the end. Uh, the title for tonight that God gave us was Love Jesus, okay? Everybody, listen up. Two things. Love Jesus and make your bed, okay? All right. Shock looks. I know. I expected that. Love Jesus and make your bed. Those are the two things. Now, we're going to get into this. Like I said, it comes around, um, but I want Maddie to start us in what we've been praying about and what the Lord's been teaching us this week. All right. So um, this past week, Lily and I have been thinking a lot about um, Daniel and uh, Daniel chapter 3 specifically. And I'm sure lots of you uh, know the story of Daniel in the lion's den, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's in there. And uh, But we specifically wanted to focus on um, Daniel and the way that he lived. So um, back then, uh, the Babylonians would um, take these Jewish men 
um, the really uh, smart Jewish men, the super handsome ones, the super strong ones, and they would uh, bring them back to Babylon, and they would teach them all their ways. They'd um, just educate them, give them a Babylonian education. They'd teach them how to um, lead the Jewish people in a Babylonian way. So they'd kind of like brainwash them with their religions, um, their idols, their uh, food was a big one. They, you know, ate their food and stuff. And so, uh, but Daniel and three other Jewish men, three of his friends, stood up to this stuff and said, no, we'll like live in Babylon and everything and we'll listen to your stuff, but we are still going to worship our God, we're going to eat our food. That was super big in uh, the Jewish culture was um, eating the specific things that the Lord told them that they could eat, um, not eating certain certain meats and that kind of thing. So they um, would have their specific diet and stuff and uh, they would pray and they would study uh, the God and uh, not all these other idols that the Babylonians worshipped. But it was only Daniel and his three friends. And so that's something that me and Lily really wanted to focus in on tonight is that um, specifically like with the few, um, we are just looking for a few believers like y'all who are going to step up to the challenge of being a Christian in our world today um, and in all this craziness that we're facing in our world and uh, truly showing people Jesus and truly following Jesus, making Jesus number one in our everyday lives and making intentional decisions to follow Jesus. And so that's something that me and Lily really wanted to focus in on tonight. And Daniel is a perfect example of this because Daniel and his uh, three friends uh, really made intentional decisions in their everyday lives to follow Jesus, and they weren't ashamed to do it. No one else was doing it, but they weren't ashamed to truly follow Jesus. Yeah, and I think that that's what we've always tried to incorporate into our ministry and the blog and the podcast and our Bible studies um, is that not everybody is going to want to do this with you. And that's the really hard part to face is that sometimes it's going to be you going, I know I need to live for Jesus. I know I need to stand up for that person. I know I need to speak the truth about this or that. And nobody else is going to join me. And that's a huge one for youth today and for us even that we know we're facing and I'm sure y'all are facing on a daily basis is I feel like I'm the only one here trying to show up and do this. And it's difficult. It's hard. And and I think that we just need to point that out because I don't feel like the church as a whole is saying that here in America, that it is hard to be a Christian. You know, a lot of times we hear, oh, it's easy peasy. Just, you know, go to church on Sunday and that's about it, right? There's so much more than that. There is so much more in God's word and so many things that we could just get into tonight. But But I want to share that with you guys. It's going to be hard. Okay, so before we get into any like real deep stuff here, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be this easy peasy, just, you know, show up and, um, you know, it's whatever. It's not. You have to choose it. And it's a daily thing. It's not a once a week thing. It's not a once a month thing. It's every day I choose to live for Jesus because I love him and I'm passionate about his word and I want to see others come to know that too. 
All right, so um, the Bible has lots of different people who uh, have had to stand up by themselves, like Lily said. Not a lot of people are going to join us. Not a lot of people are going to want to completely follow Jesus and not go and, you know, hang out with their friends or go and, you know, do all this fun stuff. They don't want to just, like, sit and read their Bible or sit and pray. And um, that's not the only thing that Christianity is about. The Lord never said, like, you can't have fun. Um, but there are some people who just flat out, like, don't think it's necessary to read their Bible to be a Christian. They're just kind of like, oh, well, my parents are Christians or my grandparents were Christians. And we kind of uh, prop ourselves up on their faith. And uh, we're kind of like, oh, we're covered. Like our parents are Christians or our grandparents are Christians and we're good. We don't need to put in a lot of effort, but that is not what the Lord calls us to do. The Lord calls us to uh, follow him in reckless abandon and to wholly devote ourselves to him and use our different spheres of influence um, like school, work, uh, while you're hanging out with your friends. Uh, use that stuff to tell them about Jesus, to share your testimony like Brianna just did. Um, and so while you're going to be doing it alone most of the time, um, the Lord is going to reward you in so many ways. It's so worth it to follow Jesus and to live for him because he just shows you all these different things. Like Bob wasn't praying for anybody a year ago, wasn't telling anybody about Jesus. And now he's seen a couple of salvations at his workplace. He's seen people come to Jesus. He's seen uh, the fruit from what he's done for Jesus. And so I think that that's something we don't want to be Debbie Downers or anything. Like, yeah, you're going to do it alone. Go have fun. Um, like the Lord does make it fun. Uh, we've had so many amazing experiences while doing ministry. It's not all just like, oh, well, do you know Jesus or can I please pray for you? Um, it's a lot of fun and the Lord rewards you in so many ways. But a couple of examples from people in the Bible who, uh, had to make really hard decisions, um, to follow Jesus and they were the only ones. Um, Moses, only one who would stand up to Pharaoh. Um, the Lord called him to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. No one else was really backing him in that. They were kind of telling him to stop. And uh, Esther, she uh, told the king that she was a Jew, and that was like a big no-no, and, you know, all this different stuff. And I know that these are common Bible stories that lots of us have heard, but there are so many good things that we can learn out of this stuff. And... Um, I want to point out that Daniel served through uh, two different empires in the ancient world, the Babylonians and the Persians. And so um, in Babylon, the big story is the fiery furnace, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And um, that's a really big story. They wouldn't uh, bow down to the idols that the king had created. And so they were thrown in the fiery furnace. But then uh, Jesus showed up in the furnace. And so then uh, the king ended up like getting majorly changed and following the Lord, telling his people to follow the Lord. Um, and then obviously Daniel in the lion's den is a super big one. Daniel, uh, the king said that they couldn't pray to anybody else except him. And everybody else was listening to that except Daniel. He would sit at his window and pray towards Jerusalem like the Jews always did. Uh, and he wasn't ashamed to do it. He wasn't, uh, he didn't try and hide it. He did that three times a day didn't stop when the king told them that they couldn't uh, pray to anybody else. And so he got thrown in the lion's den. Lots of us know that story, I'm sure. 
Um, but one thing that I want to point out is that Daniel served three kings, and the three kings tried to change Daniel, but instead Daniel ended up changing three kings. I'm just going to leave that there for a second, right? How many of you can go into school and, I mean, the amount of stuff. Okay, me and Maddie are homeschooled, so, you know, we're home. But I have girls in my Bible study group. I have girls that I disciple and girls that I'm um, in contact with on a daily basis who are like, Lily, you need to pray for this. You need This is going on. I can't believe this. I'm hearing this from people. And I'm sure you guys are hearing that, too. I mean, that's a daily basis. We're all hearing stuff, right? We're seeing things. And we just live in an evil world. That's our reality. And so when you're seeing all this and you're hearing all this, it's so hard. Again, right? It's hard not to be influenced by those things, right? It's hard not to, well, if one person says this bad word, you know, I guess it's not that bad, right? I mean, it's not terrible. I can say it. Um, And it just kind of becomes a habit. And then you start, you know, going with them to do this and that. And there's just so many things that influence us on a daily basis. But what if we were like Daniel and we took this, I mean, this is in the word, y'all. Daniel chapter three, go read it. That's your homework for tonight. Okay. Daniel chapter three. Daniel changed three kings. Instead of them trying to change what he ate, them trying to change what he worshipped and who he served and his passions and all these different things, he changed them. Can you guys say that about yourselves tonight? Can you guys actually say that when I go into school, I change the atmosphere, the atmosphere doesn't change me? Because that's where Jesus starts to affect things. That's where you start. he starts to become evident in you. And that's what the few has been all about. Like, that's my passion, guys. Can you tell I get excited about that? That's something that I want. I mean, I just can't, I can't contain it when, like, Brianna, uh, for example, we'll use Brianna because she's here. Um, Brianna's texted me on multiple occasions, and uh, we actually text a lot during the day just about prayer requests and what the Lord's doing and all this stuff. And um, and she texted me one day, and Nalia, she actually mentioned Nalia. Uh, we were at the campground a couple weekends ago, actually a couple months ago, and, um, and, and Nalia came to stay with Brianna, and Nalia gave her, gave her life to Jesus, um, the first night that we had supper together, and, uh, and I know that, I remember, like, Brianna texted me weeks prior to that experience, and going, Lily, you need to pray for Nalia, she's, she's struggling, and there's just so much worldly stuff here, and I'm trying to help her, and I, I just don't, she needs Jesus, and we need to, you know, really pray for her, we prayed for her in Bible study. We prayed for her, I mean, just on a daily basis. And what happens, guys? She ends up giving her life to the Lord. Why? Because Brianna doesn't al- doesn't let Nalia and the worldly atmosphere of school and stuff affect her. She goes in and affects it. And that's what I want you guys to realize tonight. And that's what I see in you guys. I mean, I hear it in worship. Um, I love worship because it shows you the atmosphere. It shows you, it, it just shows you a lot. And so hearing you guys sing, hearing just your hearts in worship, it, it's powerful. And I know that you guys can do that. And I know that you guys can be the ones who go into your school, who go to work, who who hang out with friends and come to even youth group, guys. You know, you can witness at youth group, right? You know, you can pray for people at youth group, all that stuff. It's true. You can. And just like Daniel, we can be the people 
who affect the atmosphere that we go into and not let it change us. All right, so now we have come to the time where we are going to explain our super weird title. So, love Jesus and make your bed. What? Why on earth do we need to make our bed and love Jesus? Well, that is just kind of a figurative uh, thing that we are going to explain. So, what is making your bed? I know that lots of us think of, you know, you wake up in the morning and you pull your sheets back and you make your bed, make it look nice and everything. And me and Lily want to look at that from a spiritual standpoint. So uh, there's this video that we've watched, and it's an amazing video. We just showed it at Bible study. And um, this guy says, um, in order to uh, become more disciplined, wake up and make your bed. And if you have a really good day, you get to come home to this super nice made bed. If you have a really bad day, you get to come home to this new super nice made bed, and you get to come home to a task done right. And so me and Lily wanted to switch this around a little bit and look at it from Jesus' standpoint. So how does making your bed make you more like Jesus? How does that make you a better Christian? And so um, making your bed really just means making a decision to follow Jesus. Make a decision to start your day with Jesus, to end your day with Jesus to go throughout your day with Jesus. And so uh, this is something that me and Lily like love this illustration of make your bed um, because this is something that's super easy to picture, make your bed, you know, lots of us do it sometimes, not all the time, maybe not a lot. I know that I don't do it as much as I should. Um, but like looking at this in a spiritual term, um, what kind of bed do you come home to? What, do you come home to a nice, made, clean, comfy bed? Or do you come home to like this mess on your bed that doesn't look very comfortable and doesn't look very good? Um, or do you come home to a super nice bed? And look at this as your relationship with Jesus. Look at this bed as your relationship with Jesus. Is it a really nice, comfortable super good relationship with Jesus uh, where you just love Jesus, you want to follow him all the time, or is it something where it's just kind of like, well, I go to church on Sunday and, you know, nothing else really happens during the week, or I don't do my devotions as much as I should, or, you know, it's not a big deal. Lots of us think that, like, it's not a big deal if I miss one Sunday of church or I miss one Friday night of youth group, you know, not a big deal. But, like, Becoming disciplined plays into our relationship with Jesus so much. And I want Lily to explain some of this too. I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I think that um, the main point of this that really hit me, okay, I'm, I'm just going to make it personal. Um, what hit me was that nobody can make my bed for me, okay? Nobody can make my bed for me. And what do I mean by that? I mean, nobody can live for Jesus for me, Okay? Nobody can live for Jesus for me. That has to be me. That has to be you. Nobody, I can't make Caitlin, um, okay, listen, I want you to have a passion for Bible study. I want you to have a passion for the blog. I want you to have a passion for the podcast. I want you to have a passion for, you know, speaking to youth groups. and all, no, Because you know what? Maybe Caitlin's relationship with Jesus, maybe she hasn't been called to that stuff. 
Why? Because it's my relationship with Jesus, right? That's what I've been called to, and Caitlin's been called to something different, okay? Whatever it may be, right? You guys, too, that's the same for you. And that's what I want you guys to get tonight is that nobody can make your bed for you. I think that we often go, well, like Maddie mentioned it a little bit, well, my, my grandparents were saved, so I can just kind of prop myself up on, on them, right? Okay, let's use another analogy. Um, because I just want to make it super real. I, I, I see in Bible study and when I hear people um, and I'm listening to them preach and stuff, <laughs> I want to hear like real stuff, right? I mean, we hear a lot of, okay, yeah, that's great what Daniel did, but how does that apply to me and today? And um, and uh, I love the life jacket illustration, okay? I've heard this, um, if you all know Francis Chan. Anybody know Francis Chan? Raise your hand if you do. Yeah, okay, a couple people. I love Francis Chan. Um, he he uh, uses this, this illustration of a life jacket and um, how, you know, we can all have life jackets on, but who can really swim tonight? Who can actually swim when they take that life jacket off. And that's the same thing with the make your bed. If you haven't made your bed, that's on you. You can't blame anybody else for that. So if you didn't wake up and spend time with Jesus, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. That's you and your relationship with Jesus. But listen, guys, here's where it flips. You accept Jesus, radical life change, right? And when that happens, like, I just can't wait to be with Jesus every day. I can't, I can't wait to, and it doesn't have to be at a specific time. You know, I hear a lot of people, a lot of pastors and things that we listen to, not a bad thing, but a lot of them are saying, oh, well, you know, wake up, and I want you to go get your coffee, and I want you to go to your nice little Bible study nook that you have all set out, and you're going to do this lesson, and it's going to be great, and you're going to talk about it for like a week, and it's going to be awesome, right? And it's every day the same. That doesn't work for me. I'm just being honest. Maybe it does for you, and that's great, right? Your relationship with Jesus, my relationship with Jesus. Listen, what works for me is real life, like I just said, is me getting to have a real Bible study lesson with my girls each Thursday night and get totally real and honest with them about what's going on in my life, what prayer requests I have, and the different things that are going on. That I can get real with Jesus when I pray with somebody like Bob and like Dad shared earlier today. Listen, guys, <laughs> that's spending time with Jesus. It doesn't have to be, okay, I sit like this, and, you know, I, I go through one book of the Bible, and I have all my pretty highlighters and everything set out, right? It doesn't have to look like that. It can be praying with somebody. It can be worshiping here at youth group on Friday nights. It can be inviting a friend to youth group, right, so they hear the gospel. Or, you know what, even better, you share the gospel with them. You actually pray for them. Because, you know, that's on you. That's not on Pastor Jay. That's not on Pastor Nee. That's on you. Does this make sense? Am I beating you up too much? I hope not. I, I want this to be encouraging because this is where I get passionate and this is what I love um, because we can see this in the Word and we see this from the Lord. And Maddie has an awesome scripture um, that I, from Philippians um, that I think all of us can really, really learn from and, and really get tonight. All right. So... Uh, this verse is from Philippians verse three, if or chapter three. If y'all have your Bibles, you can look it up. You don't have to. I'm gonna read it, but if you want to, you definitely can. I'm gonna start at verse ten, and we're gonna go through uh, verse thirteen, and it says, 
My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among, from among the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I love, love, love this verse because Paul, we've all heard about Paul. And we think, you know, he's some like super Christian who got it right all the time. And he's always sharing the gospel and he's always going to all these different churches and, um, you know, doing all the right stuff and everything. But even like right here, he says, I have not yet reached the goal or am fully mature. And I love that the Bible can be relatable to us because I know that I'm definitely not fully matured in my faith. I do not know everything. And Lily doesn't know everything, and none of you know everything. None of us know everything. We're always, always growing. And that is the amazing thing about Jesus is that there's always something new. There's always something uh, amazing that he calls us to. And so I really, with the make your bed thing, like making your bed is just supposed to make you more disciplined. Uh, doing your devotions is supposed to make you spend more time with Jesus. It's supposed to be like a tangible thing that you can do to spend more time with Jesus. Praying for people helps you spend more time with Jesus. And this is something that it's got to become a mindset. It's got to, like Lily said, when you get saved, you've got to have like your heart changes and you can't wait to be with Jesus and you can't wait to do what he calls you to do. And uh, I know that this is something that I didn't even experience for a while, even though I was a Christian and it didn't really click with me until we started doing ministry and we saw the different ways that the Lord can use the simple question of how can I pray for you? Like we have so many stories of how that simple question can lead to a salvation, can simply lead to you encouraging another Christian. Like Lily said, you can come to youth group and pray with people. And um, this is something that makes us more disciplined, playing, praying with people, doing your devotions. And it's different for all of us. Like Lily said, we all have our own relationship with Jesus. But this is something that should affect every area of our lives because it's a mindset. Like Lily says, you don't let the atmosphere change you. You change the atmosphere. And so it's your job to change your school. It's your job to change your workplace. And you don't have to do it by yourself. Jesus is with you. Jesus is the one that's going to tell you who to pray with, to tell you uh, who to take with you. Um, with our Bible study group, we have found some people uh, like Caitlin and Brianna and a few other girls that come to our Bible study group who will go with us on outreaches and pray for people and are doing it in their schools and their workplaces. And so you're not always going to be alone. But honestly, like when you are alone and you are just alone with Jesus, that makes you so much closer to him and it makes you so in tune with his voice and with what he's telling you to do. And so when you have that mindset, when your mind is changed uh, to think more like Jesus, like I said, it's carried out all through your life. It's carried out in your friend groups. It's carried out in your school, your workplace, everything you do, your family, uh, what you do in your free time. And so 
one thing that me and Lily really want to encourage, especially teenagers, to do is to uh, find a community like your youth group. Your youth group is amazing. Um, to come and congregate with other believers and find someone to do this with you. Because I know that sometimes it's not fun to do it by yourself. Sometimes it's really intimidating. Um, but, like, I don't know. What else? What else? Well, I, th- I think that... I think that something you and I were talking about earlier um, was that it first starts with you being willing, okay? That's where it starts. You have to be the first one who's willing to go, I love Jesus, I'm passionate about that, now who can I take with me, okay? Like on a daily basis, when you're at school, um, let's say you're in the lunchroom now, I know things have changed with, you know, some corona stuff and every other seat and whatever I've heard from my girls, but... um, what if you can take one girl at school and say, hey, let's go pray for one other girl, even if she's in our friend group, and just kind of encourage her, maybe sit with her, talk about what's going on in her life. Um, or it could be that, you know, you just you just see somebody struggling, and you're like, I, I know I just need to encourage them, whether it be just smiling at them, you know, like that's a huge thing. Sometimes just being happy and, and joyful, you know, like them seeing Jesus in you in that way, that changes the atmosphere really, really, really quick, okay? And and those are just some tangible things. Um, But here's what I want to encourage you guys to look at um, every day because, like I said, I want to be real with you guys. I want to go, okay, step, step, step. Here's how we we get serious about Jesus in our lives, right? Our uh, motto for the few is getting serious about being serious for Jesus, And that's what we want to do with y'all tonight. So here's some things that we can do. Uh, We need to look at our friends, okay? Are they pushing us closer to Jesus, or are they bringing us away from him? Influences are huge, guys. I can't say it enough, okay? My Bible study girls are probably sick of me hearing it, uh, they're saying it, and the podcast and everything. I mean, influences, man, it is huge. I have had so many girls um, who I have discipled and tried to pour into and just be there for, and uh, they have a bad influence, and it makes it almost impossible for me to even, like, text them. (laughs) I I know that sounds crazy, but it almost makes it impossible for me to even, like, talk with them a little bit because that bad influence is keeping them from that and they're scared of what that friend is going to think or whatever. Friends are huge and listen, you're one choice away from that. You are one choice away and I tell my girls this over and over again. Caitlin and Brianna know this. You are one choice away from being that person who um, Pastor Jay can't pour into or Pastor Nee can't pour into or I can't pour into or some your best friend, okay, sitting with you here tonight. They can't pour into you and, and speak Jesus in you because you're hanging out with this bad friend um, that or this bad influence or friend group or whatever that's keeping you from that. You don't want to be, you don't want to make barriers for yourselves, okay? Be careful and don't do that. The next thing is, what are you doing on social media? Okay? I mean, we live in a time of technology. It is crazy, right? All of us have phones. All of us have uh, laptops for school and stuff like that. I mean, what are you doing on social media? Are you looking at the right things? Are you talking to the right people? Are you using it as a way to encourage and challenge people and pray for people in a way of ministry? Or is it just entertainment for you? Um, because that's something that we really, really need to look at and, and make sure that we're evaluating in our own lives. And, and most importantly, what do you do with your time? Time is huge. 
Time is huge. And we don't have a lot of it. Okay? And I know that you probably hear that a lot, right? We hear so many quotes, movies, everything. He's constantly telling us, you don't have much time. Make the best, make the best of it. It's true. But listen, when you're living for Jesus every day, you don't, you don't have to worry about time. Okay? He gives you the time you need. And, and if you're living for him and you're living for eternity, you'll have enough of it. Okay? Uh, the next thing is, and we, we go back to this question a lot, is um, does it show that Jesus is first in my life? Does it show that he is first? Just by me praying for somebody, does that show that I am passionate about that, that I am living for Jesus? Um, when I go to school and I'm, and I'm joyful and I'm not, you know, mean to the person next to me because they, they messed up the assignment and, you know, wrote something wrong or whatever, I, I don't blow up at them. I instead encourage them and help them fix their mistake, right? Could be simple things like that. And uh, I have I have friends um, and girls who have been in the Bible study, girls that I've just poured into, friends um, who their their um, their lives they say that they're Christian. We have a lot of people, um, and I'm just gonna be honest with you. And what I've seen in ministry, and what Maddie's seen in ministry, um, us together in doing this, is that a lot of people like to say that they're Christians, but their actions don't reflect that at all. Right? Yeah? Okay? Their actions don't reflect that. And sometimes I just go, wait, how is that even possible? Right? I mean, like, you say you live for Jesus, but then you you didn't pray for that person or help them pick up their books in the hall when they drop. Like, how do you just walk past that? Right? How do you? And it's not because I'm some special person who knows all the right things to do and all the, you know, right John 3.16, and Jesus loves you, and Jesus is the right aunt, right? Not all that stuff. It's because I have this personal relationship with him, and we have to put the effort into that. And when you do it, you will see that your actions and everything else start to change. That's, like, all that it boils down to is that personal relationship with Jesus, that mindset change. Because a lot of us, and I know that, like, if we hadn't had that mindset change— we might not have recognized that those friends weren't actually, uh, didn't actually have their personal relationship with Jesus, that they didn't actually um, want to reflect Jesus, want to become more like Jesus. And that's what it boils down, down to is that mindset change, that um, heart change. Uh, it all boils down to your personal relationship with Jesus because that is when you start to hear him say, Okay, you turn around and you go help that person, whether they're going to or not. You turn around and you go pray with that person, even if they're not coming with you. And that is something that it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. You won't want to. But when God calls you to do something, you better do it. Because I know that there have been so many opportunities that... I have missed, that Lily has missed, that we as a family have missed in our ministry of getting to pray with this person or getting to just share the gospel with this person or just having a good conversation with this person who you even might already think is a Christian, but you think it's a waste of time to talk to them or, you know, they're already a Christian, so they don't need my help. Like, there are so many opportunities that we have missed. And seriously, like the Lord will remind you of that stuff because that is where he starts to stretch you. He starts to um, just say like, go and pray for that person. And then you 
think of that time that you didn't and it still is like in your memory and you still remember that feeling that you had afterwards, that conviction that he lays on your heart, like, oh, I should have done that. Or, and so then you learn from that. You don't do it again. You go and pray for that person when he tells you to. You go and help that person when he tells you to. And this is where the discipline part starts to come in. When you start listening to his voice, you start making your bed. You start strengthening your relationship with him. All this stuff comes naturally and slowly it becomes less hard and less hard and less hard and it becomes so easy. It becomes natural that like, oh, obviously I'm going to turn around and go help that person who just dropped their books or obviously I'm going to go and pray for that person when I feel this little nudge from the Holy Spirit. And like it it just becomes so much more fun like that when you don't have to force yourself to do it. Uh, like Bob said, when that first night he'd never prayed for anybody, prayed for two people and then it started to become easier because he knew that it wasn't as threatening as we all think it is. I know that when we first started The Few and our family ministry, it seemed so intimidating and so frightening that like you didn't want to do it. But as you began to, it got way easier. And that's when you start to become more disciplined in your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at my Bible here, and Maddie was in uh, Philippians chapter 3. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 2. Do you have your Bibles? Okay, Philippians chapter 2. I have this highlighted. Wasn't planning on sharing this with y'all, but um, I think that this is really good. Okay, so Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read 14 through 16 here. Okay, 14 through 16. It says, do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. Okay, I love this right here. By holding firm to the word of life, then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. I didn't run or labor for nothing. This is what I want you guys to get tonight. You don't run. You don't do that. This isn't like a bunch of, hey, love Jesus, make your bed. It's Those aren't rules, okay? That is, I am running the race that God has set before me, okay? And I want to do it. Like, I'm not forced to run. I'm not, you know, people are propping me up and telling me, hey, you know, go pray for people. Go do this. Hey, Lily and Maddie told me to do this on Friday, so I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, do it. But don't do it because I told you to, okay? Don't do it because we talked about it tonight. Do it because you want to. Do it because you love Jesus. Do it because you have your personal relationship with him, and you just can't help it. It's just natural. It's something that you want to do. Uh, I remember meeting this guy named Park. Um, I forget how long that uh, we we talked about this on podcast. Years ago, yeah, a I couple think. years ago, maybe what two two years ago, probably. I'm gonna say, um, and his name was Park, and uh, our family was doing a conference, a one day conference for um for people to come to and and just kind of you know worship and be a part of this thing and and just read the word and and learn some more stuff. And I remember we we had a table way back in the back, okay, of this like uh, sanctuary thing. And we had a table way back in the back, and we were sitting down, uh, waiting for things to start. We were probably 10 minutes till it started. And uh, this guy named Park walks in. And I could just tell, like, immediately, he hadn't even said anything to me. He hadn't even looked at me, anything. Like, we hadn't even said hi or anything. And I could just tell that there was something different. There was something 
something unique about Park. And uh, he sat down and he's like, hi, guys. You know, he's just really joyful. And I mean, it's like eight in the morning, guys. And I'm like half asleep. And I, I mean, it's Saturday morning. And I'm just kind of like, you know, honestly, just going to be super real with you guys. I wasn't like terribly thrilled to be there that day anyway. Like there, I, I had a ton of stuff to do. I could have been uh, all over. Like I, I really didn't want to be there. And um and Park walks in, he's just really joyful, and he's excited, and he's like, yeah, are you ready to worship Jesus today, and all this stuff, and I'm like, it is 8 a.m., what is wrong with you? Like, you you know, you're just so joyful, and all this stuff, and uh, he just starts talking about the Lord, and what God's done in his life, and I mean, I haven't even told him, like, my name or anything. You know, he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know if I'm a Christian or if I'm saved or if I do ministry or if, you know, uh, that's my dad up there talking or anything like this. He's just, you know, talking about Jesus. And, um, and you could tell that he did that with everybody. Like he went around just, and it was like, he changed the atmosphere. And I noticed that with Park and I was like, I want that. I want to be that person. And he came in all alone. It wasn't even like, you know how sometimes, or maybe it's just me, you get intimidated when you go somewhere alone, right? I mean, I've been to youth groups and stuff. Going in alone is just kind of like, uh, I don't know people. I don't want to seem like that weird pe- person, you know, coming in and, you know, whatever, all Jesus freak and everything um, and be called radical. Like, that's weird. And all this stuff. And, and Park didn't worry about that. Park was just like totally on fire for the Lord. He just, he was talking about how his mom, um, she was in China and, uh, or no, Korea, right? It was Korea. Sorry, Korea. And, uh, she, she walked like, I don't even know, miles. Okay. Miles. She committed for like a whole year to pray for Park because he had come over to America, um, and, and he was in seminary and he wanted to become a pastor and he, he was doing all this great stuff for the Lord ministry. And she was like, I'm going to pray for you for a whole year. Now, listen, guys, Korea, like, yikes, okay? Yikes. To be a Christian in Korea, um, that's hard, okay? That's really hard. And he just started talking about all this stuff and how his mom walked miles to the church where there's persecution, okay? Persecution where, like, you, it's not good to be a Christian, and she's walking miles every single day there and back to pray for Park as he is in seminary and he's living this thing out. And I just, his whole conversation was back to Jesus. It wasn't worldly stuff. It wasn't like the normal conversation that we have with people today. It was different. And so I want to encourage you guys, that's how we need to look. We need to change the atmosphere. We need to live for Jesus like that. We need to have that kind of passion. So as we, as we end tonight, I want Maddie to wrap us up. And then uh, I want her to pray, and um, and I just want you guys to think about that. Um, your faith has to be your own tonight. Nobody can prop you up, and you need to be able to swim. You have to make your bed for yourself. It doesn't fall on anybody else. Yeah. All right. We're going to end in prayer, so if you will, pray with us. Lord, we just thank you for this night, and I just thank you for every single person that was able to be here tonight. I just thank you for uh, giving this opportunity to Lily and I to come here and uh, to speak with all these amazing people, and I pray that you would help each and every one of us, me and Lily included, to uh, get up 
and just want you, just want Jesus, and that we would be uh, listening for you, that we, that our mindsets would be changed to uh, just think like you, and to want to be more and more like you, and that we wouldn't be afraid to um, do it alone, to do this Jesus thing alone. I pray that you would just uh, draw us closer to you. I pray that we would be listening for your voice and that you would just um, help each and every one of us to do what you've called us to do in uh, all of our different spheres of influence in our schools, in our workplaces, in our friend groups, our homes. I pray that you would just um, help each and every one of us to follow you more and more every day and that we would make intentional decisions to be different from the rest of the world, that we would decide to be more like you and to not be afraid to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh,